Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, everyone. On today's episode, Natalie returns to share the free birth of her third son, Elfie Bloom. This pregnancy was a deeply emotional one, unearthing a plethora of feelings and challenges that she had to navigate. In the face of this vulnerability, the love and unity within Natalie's circle of friends created a nurturing space for her to embrace the journey ahead. Natalie's birth unfolded with unexpected swiftness, catching everyone by surprise. She found herself in awe of the intensity and power coursing through her body. After the whirlwind of her son's entry earthside, they consciously chose to slow down, pausing to honour a sacred ritual, the burning of her son's umbilical cord. This symbolic act serving as a rite of passage, welcoming her newborn into this world and honouring the intricate connection between mother and child. Natalie shares her extraordinary journey of free birth, the transformative power of community support during postpartum, and the sacred rituals that marked her entrance into motherhood for the third time. Enjoy the episode. Natalie, welcome back to Positive Birth Australia. I am so excited to have you back on the show today. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I can't believe it's already been a whole another round of a whole another pregnancy and birth how wild hey time flies now for anyone that isn't familiar with you already you've actually featured on season two episode 23 sharing the births of your first two boys Mm. which i obviously will link in the show notes for everyone um but for those that don't know you could you just give us a little introduction who is natalie (laughs) (laughs) yes of course um Okay, so, well, hello, if you don't know me, um, yeah, I'm Nat, and I am a mama to three boys, so I just had my third son, he's um, 12 weeks old now, and um, yeah, I I guess we just, I live, we live, me and my family live a very slow and simple life up in in the Sunshine Coast, and we work from home, and um, we're unschooling our boys, and I suppose we're we're living a pretty unconventional um, life, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, I suppose pregnancy and birth 
and all the things surrounding that is like is such a big part of my world like I love it so much and so that is also I suppose we we go down the very um, unconventional route with with all of that Mm. Um, and yeah I share about my life online and that's a part of my work as well a part of my business and it's yeah basically just sharing about motherhood and and about doing things differently yeah I'm really enjoying all the inspiring content you're creating at the moment oh thank you um, so what I think we might do is just a little short recap on your first two births mm. um, and then we will jump into your most recent. Yeah, amazing. Um, so my oldest son, Tallo, is almost six and, yeah, when we fell pregnant with him, we were um, travelling, we were across, we were um, overseas and when we came back to Australia, we um, were actually in Western Australia and we fell into the um the midwifery program that you can get that allows you to allows you to (laughs) allows you to birth at home um with a private not a private midwife with with a a midwife and um but because it's a government funded program you, you have to you're very much in the system way more than you are than if you were to you know go and um and pay for a private midwife. So it was a free service um, and we had to tick all the boxes like to a T to be able to um, be able to have a home birth midwife present with us and go through with that. And, I mean, that was pretty simple for us. We were, it was pretty, you know, simple, easy pregnancy and um, I did end up birthing him at home beautifully. It was a 22-hour labour um, and I definitely think I was met up with a lot of resistance going through birth for the first time and, I think, yeah, just being like, essentially just being like, I don't want to feel this pain, like go away. Mm. (laughs) And then I think when I really finally surrendered in the birth to like opening up to knowing that I needed to go through that to um, be able to birth him, that was when things really started moving along. And um, yeah, so he was a pretty simple um, birth, but the pregnancy process with the government funded program was stressful at times. And um, as soon as I had Tello, I was about three, he, sorry, he was about three months old and I came across um, the Free Birth Society podcast, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yes, love um, And so, yeah, as soon as he was a small baby, I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, that's what I'm going to do next. Um, and so when we fell pregnant with Oki, who is three, um, I, yeah, we had already had, me and my partner had already had such big conversations around free birth and we were starting to meet people who had free birth their babies or were free birthing their babies. And, um, it was just kind of a natural progression. So that was a completely wild pregnancy. Um, we were in our bus at the time. So traveling Australia with our son and I was pregnant and it was, yeah, a really beautiful experience. And that's what we talk about in that other episode. Um, and yeah, then when it was time for his birth, there was, you know, many different things that I had to work through within his pregnancy um, to meet myself there at the at his free birth. And his birth ended up being um, a lot quicker. I think it was seven hours all up and it was just a really beautiful experience. We really, um, yeah, I don't know, we just manifested the most magical birth for him. I had a um, dear sister come and support me uh, or support us, me and my family. And um, and that was the most empowering experience of my life. And then I became even more obsessed with birth. <laughs> so, yeah, and then, and then here we are. Now I've had my third. <laughs> yeah, 
Amazing. So obviously last time we spoke, you had just given birth to Oki. Yes. Could you take us through that time in between? Was this a conscious conception? Yeah, it was. It was honestly this pregnancy with Alfie, who's my third son. Um, it was the pregnancy itself was actually really emotionally challenging. I don't. I've never experienced a pregnancy. I've had. I've had pretty like blissful pregnancies, so it was a bit of a shock to the system. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff just kept coming up, and we weren't. I suppose we weren't in the most ideal situation when we did fall pregnant, though it was a conscious decision. Um, we had moved out of our rental and we were living with my mum. So we're a family of four and she has a huge house and a huge property. And so it wasn't an issue, but it just wasn't the big, it wasn't the greatest energy to be around. But at the same time, Oki was getting older and, um, we knew like which stage at what age, um, we wanted like our kids to be when we felt pregnant again. And, so we kind of just went for it. And of course it happened literally the month that we were like, oh yeah, let's, let's see what happens. And so then I kind of got swept up in just, I guess, like a whole lot of essentially shit that I didn't want to deal with. Um, like family stuff, like, um, immediate, uh, not immediate, like my extended family, so like my brothers and sister and mom and like just a lot of stuff that came up that, I feel like I'm usually someone that's like, yep, like, let's work through it. Let's walk through this. Let's come on. Let's get to the other side. But I was just like, you know what? I just don't want to deal with this. Just curious. And you don't have to answer this if it's too personal, but was that related to like your choices, your birth choices, or was it just, you know, unrelated and normal family shit? Yeah. It, well, it kind of both. I think for me, um, though it was kind of unspoken, not, not my, not, um, my births and my pregnancies per se, but our, my, me and my family's choices as a little family, like living away from the system and working differently, like just like they're, they're, they're amazing. And they, you know, they have, they do absolutely like they, um, you know, we're here now and they've been, they have been supportive and, the, and there has been times where they've just, I guess I feel completely misunderstood. And so I think that that's what was coming up as well as like then other stuff with um, like some stuff with my brother happened and it was just, uh, yeah, I just didn't want to deal with it, you know, and it was, I guess, like stuff that stemmed from our childhood and stuff like that. And, um, and it's all, it's all good now, but it was, yeah, just, it's funny how, I fell pregnant and boom, all of this stuff happened. And then, you know, we were obviously living with my mum, so tension was building and, yeah, yeah, it was a whole thing. Okay. So you're just pregnant, you know, you're not going to deal with the trying to protect your energy type vibe? I think at the time I felt like I wasn't dealing with it, but in my own way I was. I was – I actually – um, so we moved out of my mum's place and back into our uh, separate rental when we were – when I was like 16 or 17 weeks pregnant with Alfie – Um, and I think in a lot of ways, so, so from the moment that I fell pregnant and this whole pregnancy, I, um, I really lent on my girlfriends, which I, I guess I didn't really have before because I didn't have such a big community in my previous pregnancies. And so it was really different to be able to like message my friends and be like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, this is what's happening. And they would just, they just, they were, they were all so wonderful. Like they all just met me where I was at and they just let me talk and they heard me out and, you know, they'd sometimes say some things back or whatever, but they'd just be like, I hear you and I see you. And it's, it's so hard. And it's, Mm. and it's so hard when you're doing things that are alternative or against the grain. And, um, you know, they, you know, your family wants to understand, but they can't quite get there. And 
Yeah, so I feel like in ways I did, I definitely, I feel like I definitely didn't keep quiet about it. Like I went to a few different girlfriends and, and yeah, just, I guess just had conversations and that that helped me to process mm-hmm. and to also see things from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I guess I, in the time I thought I wasn't dealing with it, but um, I, looking back, I think that there was, there was processes and I was trying to, you know, like um, me and my bro had like a, a real honest and big conversation that at first didn't go very well. And then by the end of it, we were like, cool. Okay. Like, we love each other and we respect each other and all that. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So taking out all of the like family dramas that were going on, all the external stresses that were happening, was there any pregnancy related stuff? Or- yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I was, I mean, I've always been pretty good in pregnancy in regards to that. It's never gotten too bad, but I think um, with Oki, my the kind of the symptom or whatever that I had was just like exhaustion like I was so tired I slept all day every day for those first like eight to nine to ten weeks and this time around yeah like the the it was like in the afternoon I'd start feeling super nauseous and I I never like vomited or felt like I was gonna vomit or anything like that but I just like you know, you know, like the afternoon slump, I've already got two kids and Zach was actually, um, working a night job at that point. Um, and so he also, cause he usually just works from home, um, alongside me. And so that was like really new to us anyway. And then as well as that, um, it being around the time that I was just experiencing like severe nauseousness. And I remember just telling him to like go to the grocery store before he he would go to work and I'd be like, just go and get like frozen, um, oh, what do you call it? Spring rolls, frozen <laughs> spring rolls and just like put them in the oven and the boys were like, oh yeah, spring rolls for dinner. Like they thought, <laughs> they thought it was the best. Um, so yeah, but that kind of passed, you know, past nine or 10 weeks it started fading, which I'm so grateful for. <laughs> yeah. But I did have, you know, different, different things come up in um the pregnancy like once I was like heavily pregnant that was really challenging as as well um I had like severe like crazy restless leg syndrome I don't know if you've ever heard of that or yeah definitely restless legs that's the worst it's so it's so intense yeah Mm. so for anyone that doesn't know I don't know how to explain this but it's basically like your your legs feel kind of achy and you have to constantly move them and yeah it's just very uncomfortable and irritating yeah and you can't sleep and it was so severe that like it was so bizarre like um and I think it's like a mineral deficient thing they say it they they say it's magnesium and I I literally I tried everything like I'm talking I was up for five hours a night like I would wake up at the same time every night at 11 o'clock and I'd be up between two to three to four to five hours like it was (laughs) it was why I was like a shell of a person Yeah. yeah so I tried everything I went to different naturopaths and um, this one woman that I saw, she was like, your body's not absorbing the magnesium for whatever reason. Um, and this is like a magnesium deficiency. And so, yeah, it was a bit of a journey. Um, <clears throat> and then I'm, it's so funny. It lasted two months or maybe even a bit longer. And then a month before, or like maybe even three weeks before he was born, I started sleeping again. Nice. And I was just so grateful. <laughs> 
Um, and were you taking magnesium at that point? Yeah, and it was I, – I was – it wasn't working. I was taking it. I was applying it. I was sitting in baths of it mm. and nothing. You were magnesium. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and it was inter- It was really interesting when I went to this, um, this like super kind of wacky naturopath and she was like, yeah, your body's not, it's just not taking it in. So I just stopped because I was like, well, there's no point. Mm. Yeah. I just kind of rode, rode the waves of her and yeah, I was happy to get to the other side. Yeah. So I know you'd given birth twice by this point, but was there any fears or concerns, anything along those lines that sort of came up during this pregnancy that you had to work through? Um, yeah, like not, not, not really. I guess I, when I started getting more towards like 30 plus weeks, I had a few thoughts pop in my head of like, okay, what if the baby comes out and they're not breathing or what if they're this or what if that? And I remember saying it, I say this to Zach one night and he was like, oh gosh, you're doing exactly what you did when you were pregnant with Oki. And, um, and he was like, you know, you know that those things, what, what I was saying, he's like, you know, that if the baby comes out not breathing, they probably just need a minute. Like we just kind of went through the logistics of, of the situations that I was kind of speaking into. And I was like, oh yeah, like I, I was like, I know that everything's fine and he's he's safe. I just I just know like it's gonna be he's fine. Um and so that very quickly dissipated. And yeah, that was kind of the only stuff that came up for me this time around in terms of like the actual birthing him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously the plan again was to free birth. Were you having anyone else present in the birth space this time? Yeah, so um Yes, the plan was to free birth and it was another pregnancy where it was just me and us out in our little home out in nature and um, we, I, yes, so I had a friend that I had planned to have here. I knew that I had a a few girlfriends that I could lean on um, should something, like should I want someone there and I kind of knew that I wanted someone, I definitely felt like I wanted a woman there because that um, having my friend at Oki's birth was just having that like warm motherly feminine energy was just everything to me. Um, So I asked my friend, her name is Liv and she free birthed her son. So, you know, I just knew that she was in complete trust of me and us and, and that she would just carbon witness and be that, that soft energy. Um, And she also is like a big part of our, you know, like they're like our best friends. So the boys know her, they love her. And um, it takes them a lot to become really warm towards someone. So I just knew that if she was to walk in the door, they would be happy to see her. Yeah. Um, and in my births, I don't know, that's always just so important to me because I know that the boys are going to be around whether they're asleep or not. So I needed to know that they would be held in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I had my friend Liv come to this birth. Yeah, okay. And was the plan to have the boys present at birth? Yeah. Um, they're like, they're, so Tello obviously watched Oki be born. Um, and it was, it's funny because it's kind of like almost the exact same process of Oki's birth, but a lot quicker. Like it was so similar in so many ways. So he was, he was born at 9.14, I think at night. Um, and I, so the boys like were sleeping we put them to bed and essentially as soon as we put them to bed, I had a contraction come on and I was like, oh, this is it. Um, 
and it was our plan to have them have them around and we just didn't know how that was going to look we also had Zach's sister who um we could call upon their auntie which we knew that she would be able to you know if it was in the daytime she could take them out or outside um and Zach Zach I guess was a little bit more he was a bit like because they're so sensitive um and particularly with like the loud noises and stuff he was just like yeah we need to have people that we can that know that if we call on them they have to come um, but it always turns out ex- exactly as it should and I laboured, it was such a quick labour and then um, by the time that they stirred and kind of woke up when I was screaming him out, like roaring him out <laughs> and then, um, yeah, they came out like as he was born. Oh, how perfect is that? Yeah, yeah. So take us to the end of your pregnancy then. How were you feeling in the lead up to birth? So I was, yeah, as I said, like it was a pretty emotional pregnancy um, in so many different avenues. And when I got towards the end of the pregnancy, I feel like a lot of things, a lot of like chapters had closed and it was a really good, like it it helped me to process um, whatever was going on in my world during the pregnancy, like not even to do with being pregnant and I felt like, yeah, just a few things happened and I felt like, okay, I'm ready now. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, I always, <laughs> with my other two births, I had given birth on my estimated due date. Oh, sorry. Well, like around my estimated due date. So it was like 40 plus two with tallow and 40 plus four with Oki. And, um, And so Zach was just, and I was kind of at the point where I was begging because it was also like the midst of summer. It was so hot. Um, I was just, I was getting pretty over it. And I was also having consistent tightenings, like at times enough to make me not breathe through them, but just stop and like take a moment Mm -hmm. for like at least three weeks, at least. Um, And so by the time I got to like 38 weeks, I was just like, I'm, I'm so ready. And Zach was like, he was like, you're not going to give birth early. Like you always give birth around 40 weeks. So he was like, just trying to prepare me. He was like, don't get so caught up in thinking the baby's going to come early. And I was like, nah, nah, like it, it's not, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not, I don't have another two weeks to go. He's going to like, they're going to come. I obviously I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl at this, at this point. And, um, yeah, so I was feeling pretty, like, done with it all. And it's funny because the day that I gave birth, obviously I went into labour in the afternoon slash night time and gave birth at, at night. And in the morning um, we were at the skate park and I was with our boys and I was just, like, an emotional mess and I was crying and I was just, like, sad. And Zach was, like, I could tell Zach was kind of looking at me and he was like oh, okay like what's going on here there's nothing really to be crying about like what's you know there's there was like this emotional release and um anyway we came home and um that afternoon I started feeling like I had a sore tummy and I was like oh my gosh do I have have I gotten food poisoning and Yeah, like I was – and I went to the bathroom maybe around four or five and I kind of like released all my bowels and I was just like, oh, no, like I hope I'm not sick. Please don't be sick. Like I can't be getting gastro now or whatever. 
How far um, along were you at this point? I was so sorry. That was 30, I was 39 and two days. Okay. Yeah. 39 weeks. Um, and yeah, I went and told Zach and his sister was actually over at this point playing with the boys and I think they were getting dinner ready and <clears throat> um, I was like, I'm just going to go lie down because um, I, yeah, I just don't feel great. And um, I went and had a little nap and um, I came out and they were all having dinner and they were like, do you want some? And I was like, no, um, yeah, like my tummy's still feeling a bit funny and uh I remember, so his sister's name is Enya <clears throat> and she lives like a 25-minute drive away from us and she was like, okay, I'm going to go now and I walked out and I kind of pulled Zach to the side and I was like, do you think we should tell her that she might have to like come back tonight? And he was like, no, 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 no. And, you know, I hadn't even really had any contractions yet or anything, just those tightenings that I'd been having for weeks. Did you have those tightenings with the other two? Uh, not so much with tallow, but yeah, with Oki, I remember experience. I feel like it's gotten more and more with each pregnancy. Okay. Um, and then yeah, with Alfie, it was just intense. Like it was, it was wild to experience like, yeah, these, what felt like, um, very mild contractions for like weeks leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've just told hubby that you think we should get your sister to stay and he's like, nah. Don't be silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like in denial. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she ended up, and I think she could kind of see. She was watching me, and she could see that I had, wasn't feeling well. And then I was lying down, and anyway, she she left. Um, and so when she left, it was six. I don't know, maybe six. I feel like it was six o'clock, and the boys had had a really big day, so we. Um, we went to put them down and I had one and Zach had the other and <clears throat> um, we we're actually, we put them down in our, in our big bed. So we were all in the bed and um, they were falling asleep or maybe Tello wasn't asleep yet. And um, I kind of looked over to Zach cause I could feel more something stronger coming on. And he kind of just watched me as I went through it. And then I stood up cause Oki was asleep and I walked out and then when I, as I walked out, I kind of, I, like I walked out into the lounge room and um, leant against one of the chairs and another one came on and I was like, huh, that's funny. And then Zach came out like, I don't know, five or ten minutes later and he was like, <laughs> he was like, what's going on? And I was like, um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I think at this point I was sitting on the couch and I was just kind of breathing through them and I was like, yeah, I think – something's happening and I was like but I don't know and anyway so he came and he came and sat on the couch and we kind of sat there talking for half an hour and progressively as we were sitting there with each sensation that came on it got to a point where I had to stop talking and like start breathing through them mm. um and it was still pretty mild but I just remember being like, you need to call Liv. And he was like, nah, I don't think <laughs> like, he was like, are you sure? And I was like, and cause you know, um, my friend Liv also has a, she's got a two year old. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to call her and have her come if she didn't have to. Mm. Um, but I was like, no, I think that we should just, let's just give her a call. So 
he called her um, and she also lives at this point she was staying about a 35 to 40 minute drive away. So, um, or maybe not, maybe it was more like, yeah, like a 30 minute drive away. Um, and so he called her up and I could hear her like on the phone and I could hear that she was excited and she was like, yeah, no, it's fine. I'll come like, Oh good. Don't worry. It's, don't, it's, um, if, if it's not happening, I'll just leave, you know, I'll just go back home. Um, and it's funny cause I have the text messages and it's like, seven we must have called her around seven and she left at like we got a text from her at like 7 20 something that she was leaving and um so she would have arrived at our she got to our house at about eight o'clock and he was born at an hour not even an hour and a half later oh, wow. um so in between the time that we had messaged Liv um, and then while we waited for her to arrive, Zach started um, setting up the birth pool that had already been blown up. And um, I was literally just pacing back and forth. I think we just had the salt lamp on and that was all. Um, and it was already dark and it was like a really still night. Like it was, there was no noise. I mean, we live out like in the bush anyway but even now like it's it's windy and you can hear you know the leaves rustling and stuff and it was just completely still and yeah so he was filling the birth pool and just getting some stuff ready and we were still chatting as I paced and then I would pause and like hold onto the back of the couch um which is kind of like up to my belly button so I would kind of half squat on that and then like move through it and I wasn't making very loud noises yet but I definitely had to stop I remember when I because I'd been sitting on the couch moving through the contractions at the beginning and it got to a point where I was just like I can't I can't sit here anymore like it's too much um so I was just doing that walking back and forth and I think I was just drinking like taking sips of water and coconut water and um yeah we heard Liv pull up at eight and I feel like that was when I knew that I was like definitely in this like ethereal space because it happened in my last um labor as well when my friend Haley, who was the support person like walked in um Liv like walked into the room and I just like looked at her and I got teary and everything around her just seemed like fairy dust I don't know like it just it just seemed like I was you know like in this like psychedelic state and um yeah and so she came over and uh I think yeah she like had brought some coconut water too and so she put some stuff away and then she came over to to me and Zach Zach was sitting on the couch and I was standing like over it and he was in front of me just kind of holding my hands and um there's this one part that I actually just remembered and it happened um pretty soon into when Liv arrived. So she'd kind of been standing with behind me and pushing down on my hips when I would go through a contraction. Um, and then she walked away to get, I think, some lavender essential oil or something to rub into my, my lower back. And she walked over to like my little table where I have all my candles and I had some birth affirmations and stuff like that. And, um, we had a friend in our community, someone that I was, that I was really cr- close with who was also a, a mama to two kids that were my kid's age, 
and she passed away um, over a year ago now. And so my friend picked up this little picture that I have of her on the altar and she kind of brought it, she brought it over and she placed it in front of me on the couch and she said something like, oh, Jade wants to be with you. She wants to be here. Like she's here with us. And I get, I get like shivers as I say it because I honestly, I feel like um, when my, when she passed, I felt like I was still, I had a connection with her, but you know, as she like passed on, um, passed over to her next phase, but I haven't had that like feeling of like, oh, I can feel her here for like a year. Mm. And in that moment, I just remember being like, oh my God, like I feel her so strong. It's like she's sitting in the room with me. Mm. And she also home birthed and loved birth and, you know, parented very aligned with us and all that sort of stuff. So beautiful what did she die from she had cancer oh god and it yeah she only found out six months before oh wow she ended up passing away which it was just yeah crazy crazy wild experience um yeah yeah wow full body goosebumps listening to that yeah it was it was honestly it was so amazing and it even the fact that Liv so Liv um knew her but she didn't know her that well and the fact that she just felt like she needed to pick up the picture and come and bring that to me, I don't know, it was like it was so special. And I just felt in that moment I felt so held and so supported by Jade and but, but just by, you know, everyone and everything and all the women before me as, as you do in birth. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was a really, it was a really beautiful, special moment. And in the meantime, the birth pool was full, filling, but it wasn't very full yet. Um And I literally stood there moving through contractions for, I guess it must've been um, stood in that one spot for like half an hour, 40 minutes, maybe yeah, 40, 40, 40 to 50 minutes. Um, And it started getting to a point where as the contraction started coming on, I'd be like, I'd start bearing down a little bit. Um, and Liv was behind me and Zach was in front of me and they'd be like, they every now and then they'd whisper like, do you want us to move or do you want to go? We had a, um, a single bed, a single mattress, sorry, laid out next to the couch and they're like, do you want to like go on all fours on the, on the single bed or whatever and on the mattress? And I was like, nah, just stay here, stay there. You, you stay there, you stay there. This is working. Like, let's just stay where we are. And um, anyway, I went, I moved through this one contraction and I I felt like this pop and this water like gush out between my legs and I'd never experienced my waters breaking before because um, with Tallow he was born on call, so in the sack, and then with Oki I was on all fours and as he crowned, like as his head came out, his sack broke then. So it was like oh, – okay. Yeah, it was a bit of a different experience and I just remember like looking up at Zach and being like, what was that? <laughs> like I honestly had no idea what it was in the moment. Um, and it's so funny because I like kind of – Zach could see, like later he said to me, he could see that my legs like they wouldn't straighten like it because I was like – and I said to him later as well, like, yeah, because it's that feeling that there's like a brick in between your legs. Like, um, And so he was kind of like – but him and Liv were like – surely not there is no way it's been like an 
an hour of consi- of actual contractions, like of us actually being like, oh yeah, she's in labor. Surely the bait, like surely not. And and it was like when they when my waters burst, I just had this moment. I started like half crawling to the birth pool. I was like, I need I need to go to the birth pool. And it wasn't even me thinking like my baby's coming right now. I just I I think I just had this like instinctual thing of like obviously I knew that he was coming and I was like just get me closer to where I to like where I thought I was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> because your birth with Oki, you didn't make it to the bath, did you? No. no. <laughs> and the same thing happened. Oh, my oh, God. That's hilarious. I know. And it's so funny because it was literally like, oh, my gosh, it was right there. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I kind of like started like in between the couch – sorry, in between me and the birth pool was like the couch and the, and the single mattress. So I started – um, and sorry, this, when I moaned or groaned or whatever roared through that particular contraction, it was just loud enough for Oki to wake up. So Zach went into the bedroom to try and like get him back down. And, uh, and I was like, I've got it. I started like walking towards the, the pool. Um, but before I could get to the pool, I got to the edge of the mattress and I was like, I was like, okay, another one's going to come. And I was asking Liv to like get me towels because I was, I was like, my hands were on, were leaning on the, on the mattress, but my knees were on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I think she was just thinking like, why do you want towels? Like, Nat, you have time to get to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I, so that next contraction after my waters broke was, I knew he was, I was like, oh my gosh, he's, he's coming right now. And, um, yeah, Zach said from the bedroom, he heard my voice change as it has in all of my labors that I've had. And he was like, Oh my gosh, okay, this is it. (laughs) Like it's happening now. Um, and so I kind of roared and when that contraction finished, Liv was behind me again with the towels and I felt she saw me reach my hand down and it was so cool. I'd never felt my baby's head before. I'd never reached down because I was just so, I guess, maybe exhausted or um, I don't know, I just didn't think of it in my other labours. And so I felt down and I felt his head like just kind of surfacing and I was just like, wow. It was so, it was such an amazing moment for me because one of the things in this birth was that I had in my pregnancy was like I want to catch him because the first time I was in the birth pool and the midwife catched caught tallow and then the second time I didn't have the strength to put my arms down so I asked my friend Haley to catch Oki and I was like I just want to be able to feel them and and hold like catch them mm. um so it was yeah a really surreal moment and uh Liv I heard her whisper from behind hey. me can you feel can you feel the head and I just nodded and then she was just silent um, and I could hear Zach in the bedroom being like, because Oki had obviously woken up and he was like, Mama's having the baby, like, do you want to come out? He's trying to like get usher them out. <laughs> and they were, they were scared of the noises that I was like, they were, they were frightened by the noise. Um, and so then it was two more contractions that I moved through and, yeah, that, that next one I birthed his head. And, again, I was just like sitting there 
or like kneeling there holding his head in my hands and I was like oh my gosh this is like it was just so amazing and yeah um and then and then in that last contraction he yeah just kind of like flopped out and I caught him and the way that you know he um came out was just like face up but he was just like sprawled out in front of me this little boy I saw I saw instantly that it was another that it was a boy um and Zach walked out with Oki with me just um I remember like I he came out and I was leaning up against I had him in my arms and I was leaning up against the mattress and I'd kind of like led him down with my arms a little bit so that I could just like breathe for a minute and I like took a breath and then I like looked down and picked him up and that was when Zach walked out with Oki and yeah Oki and Zach's eyes were just like so wide and Zach just had this big smile on his face and Liv just was like looking at me and looking at Zach and we're all just looking at each other and we were just like what (laughs) like that is so amazing yeah so we kind of like we had I don't know five minutes Zach came down with Oki and like leant down um and came next to me and we were just like looking at him and he had his Alfie had his eyes open and he was just kind of like looking around maybe maybe he made like a little cry um and then Zach was like, eventually they were like, do you want to get in the birth pool? And I was like, yeah. So they helped me. His cord was also like the shortest that I've ever had. Um, And so I could hold him to my chest but not like super well. Mm -hmm. And so they like helped me um, get into the birth pool and even getting in that warm water like directly after birth it was like the best feeling. It was so good. So I'm, I'm so grateful that it was filled up enough for me to get in it and to like have our first moments with him in, in there. Yeah. Um, and Tao was still in the bedroom. Um, he was awake and he was sitting up, but he, I don't know, he just his little sensitive soul. He didn't, he wasn't ready yet. He wasn't ready to come out. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So it was, I think we just kind of like all stood around looking at each other. Oh, I was sitting in the pool and Oki was just like, baby, baby. And <laughs> yeah, we were kind of just like, whoa, like that was so fast. Like as soon as my waters broke, it was like he dropped and that was it. Like, wow. cause I feel like I, with Alfie, like I feel like I missed a degree of, of um, like how powerful the sensations can be. Like, I feel like I went from like pretty average, like, yeah, I had to breathe through them, but I, I, you know, it wasn't, I don't know, whatever to like mm. boom. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Definitely like the, that first hour and a half or whatever it was of labor, like it, it still, it was challenging. Mm. Like I was, as I said, I was definitely like breathing through them. And actually a part, a point that I forgot to say was I remember at one point Zach walked out of the room and it was just me and Liv and I said something like, I know I can, I know, I know I can do this. Like I was almost saying it to her so that she could repeat it back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I know I can do this. I, like I know he's coming soon or something like or something along the lines of that. Um, and I just remember her saying really softly to me, like, um, you know, you, you, you're, you're going to be asked to surrender like like you've never surrendered before, like as deeply, as deeply as you can. Um, and you know that like you can trust or something like this. And 
I feel like she said it to me because um, because it happened so quickly and because I was kind of like maybe not expecting it to happen so quickly. Yeah. So obviously, you you know, being your third birth, you had two other experiences to draw from. So at what point did it properly dawn on you that, holy shit, I'm having this baby <laughs> now? <laughs> um. Not, not until I was crowning. And then when I was, when he was crowning, I remember thinking to myself, holy fuck. Like (laughs) if I, I was like, I'm going to tear for sure. Like that sensation of his head coming through was like the most intense out of all of them. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I had a little graze with tallow and a little tear with, um, oak, um, and literally nothing with Alfie and it was it was quick and it was intense and I remember just being like if I don't tear from this baby like mm-hmm. I remember I literally remember thinking in my mind as he was crowding like I am never doing this again <laughs> that's wild yeah so like not and it's just interesting because um because I had done that with Tal and Oki but they're like in terms of um when their heads were like actually coming through, I feel like that was a lot softer and Alfie was a lot quicker, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So your fourth stage, how was that experience? Yeah, it was so beautiful. So um, pretty quickly the, the bath like became lukewarm and um, by this time Tal had come out and Tal and Oki were on the couch with the blanket on um, and they were still very much awake and like starry eyed. Um, Zach helped me get out of the birth pool maybe like 20 minutes later and he just like set up the um what do you call it the mattress for us Mm. um and it's funny because like I definitely obviously bleed after having a baby but um and you know there's no like everyone's so different but for me I guess I just don't bleed a lot because um you know you see like videos of of women in birth pools and like the the, the water is like red and I got out of the birth pool and it was just like as it was beforehand. Um, so it's just so, it's so interesting to see how, you know, all the varia- variations of, of normal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got on the, I got on the mattress uh, and that they'd set up for me. And I think um, Liv cut up some fruit for me to eat. And I remember eating and being like, oh my God, this tastes so good. Like (laughs) all of my sensations for like, uh, you know, in pregnancy when you're like, I didn't realize how much I'd minimized what I ate in my pregnancy until I wasn't pregnant anymore. And I was like, oh my gosh, all this food is so amazing. (laughs) Um, It's like I got my taste buds back. So everything just felt like super orgasmic. And I was on the, (laughs) I was on the mattress, um, and we just kind of sat around and chatted and um, Liv was, uh, yeah, just like putting some towels that had already been um, whatever, had blood on them or whatever, just like in the laundry and um, pottering around. And Zach, Zach was uh, with me on the couch and we were just kind of, yeah, he started feeding. Um, so after about 45 minutes, I remember because of it was – of how my pre- pregnancy had gone, um, I just felt I was like, just be done with it. I want it out. I just want it. I just want it out. Um, and I remember Zach being like, oh, it's only been like maybe 45 minutes, half an hour. Like, 
don't worry about it if you can't feel like it's if it's not ready yet and I was like no 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 I just need it out like I just I just need to be detached and also because his cord was so short like I was just I just wanted to be done with all of it um and so he held the baby and I just kind of squatted and um my friend brought me over like a, a metal bowl and I was I think I tried to kind of give a few little pushes and it, maybe it didn't come straight away, I think. And then I kind of sat up again and I tried again and it just came right out into the bowl. Um, and I just remember in that moment just being like, oh, my gosh, like such relief. And, yeah, it was because of how difficult for me emotionally the pregnancy felt and just all of this stuff that had come up. I just was like, oh, my gosh, that continuation you know, has closed and well, now we're on to the, like now I can start this next phase. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah. It was just like this completion. Um, and I've never had that before. Like in my other pregnancies, you know, I wasn't like, get it out of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was really nice um, to have that feeling and those sensations. And then, um, yeah, as I said, we were just like chilling and talking and the boys were just like, <laughs> I just remember Tao being like, um, he still is now. He's just like, oh, he's just so cute. <laughs> he's just, and I think at one point he said something like, you make cute babies, mama. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I know. Bless him. So cute. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and then, yeah, maybe another hour to an hour and a half after the placenta had, had come out, I was like, okay, I'm ready now to burn the cord. Um, so I had never done the cord in that way before and I was really excited for it. Um, and we actually got it, we filmed it like on our tripod on our camera. We didn't manage to film the birth as we had hoped because everything just happened so quickly. Um, but yeah, we've got this beautiful video of us burning the cord and, um, Tal and Oki were just like so enthralled with the process and, you know, we went through everything because they were like, isn't it going to hurt him and isn't the flame going to get too close and all of this sort of stuff. Um, so, like, the process of explaining it all to them as we went through it um, was really special and they were just, like, on top of me and Zach as we were doing it. They were, I think Tal was holding one of the candles at one point and, um, and then eventually they kind of peeled off and started um, you know, whatever, going into their playroom and stuff as we continued to burn his cord. Um, Does it take long to burn through? Yeah, I think it. I think it was like ten to fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not that long. And it was pretty. It was pretty smooth. At one point, um, the, you know, it like the burning makes like a popping sound. Okay. And it was like a little bit loud for Tal, and you can in the video, it's so sweet. He's like covering his ears because he's like, oh no, is it going to pop again? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was, and it was such a soft landing it was such a beautiful way to do it like I um with my other two births I we um always did like delayed you know it would be like hours later that we'd cut the cord but we would just yeah tie a string and cut the cord and this way was so much nicer um yeah I was just like everything that I had dreamed of and I'm so happy that I have that that video to look back on because it was so sweet it's so sweet um, and then, yeah, I think that once the, the cord had fully burnt, it was just another 
moment of me to feel into of like, oh my gosh, like it's here and I'm holding him. I don't know. It just made the whole process feel again, like complete. And it allowed me to like land as well as him landing. It allowed me to land in, you know, this next kind of um, phase of like our family and of him. Um, And yeah, I guess it just helped me process what had just happened because it was a little bit slower than, um, you know, the it birth. felt like a little bit slower than the actual birth itself. Yeah. <laughs> How wild. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. So I think it was from like it must – so if I felt the first like contraction, whatever you want to call it, at like it was like 6.30 or 6, between 6 and 6.30. But, again, it was like it wasn't for another hour that I was like, oh, okay, I'm in labour now. Like this is def- 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So did you end up doing anything special with your actual placenta? Yeah, so we um, actually went and when he was three weeks old, I think, we, um, my mum <clears throat> went away. She lives like 45 minutes away up in um, this really beautiful area that we, yeah, as I said at, earlier, that we lived at. We lived on her property and um, he we actually like we spent maybe seven months there and um it was just like a really beautiful time in our lives bar like (laughs) around the time that I fell pregnant where it just felt a bit intense um and so we went up there and dug a yeah a big old hole in the backyard and um that was really fun too because the boys literally did everything basically for us and we got a lemon tree and planted it um and planted his placenta with it. Beautiful. So, yeah, that was really special. Yeah. And how has your postpartum been this time around? Yeah, it's been so amazing because um, I'm sure you remember, I'm sure I must have spoken about it in that last um, episode where we spoke. It was a bit challenging with Oki and I definitely felt like I went through a lot of anxieties and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this time I haven't, I, yeah, I think I was kind of like me and Zach were both kind of like, oh gosh, like we knew really that that wasn't going to happen, but there's always that thought of like, what if we have to go through that again? Um, but I just feel so good and so nourished and I have a stronger community around. Um, and that's been so amazing. I had for the first time ever, I had, um, like within all of my, uh, pregnancies and births with this pregnancy and birth, I had a blessing way that my friends held, which was just so, so beautiful. Like honestly, one of the most amazing days I would say ever that I've had. And, you know, I just, after having that at 36 weeks pregnant, I felt so grounded and supported. And I just knew that these women and their families had my back. Um, and then walking into the postpartum, <clears throat> I asked a, a friend of mine to create the meal train for me, but I didn't want it until like a week, until he was like one week old. And then from then people could drop off meals because my mum was around and um, I think my sister dropped off a meal too. And so um, from one from when he was one week old, we literally had like four weeks of food. Um, I think we cooked maybe once 
maybe twice every week. Um, but otherwise for five, five to six days, we had meals being dropped off and honestly, like, uh, like life changing, (laughs) especially with the other two kids, like absolutely life changing. So, um, yeah, I just feel really, I, I feel really well. And, um, and if anything, we've just been, you know, uh, we've just been, <laughs> what do you call it? Just like getting to know this new dynamic as a family of five and with two very active, like a toddler and a boy, you know. Mm. Um, and then, but yeah, like it's, I'm, we're so blessed that we have, that we, you know, we have situated our lives how we have and that Zach, um, you know, he works for us like we work from home so in the snippets in the snippets that we can um we do that and we uh yeah he's just been able to be here the whole time like he hasn't had to rush off to a job and yeah honestly that's just been so amazing yeah for sure so do you think this is you guys done then (laughs) Because, I mean, you're not that old, are you? How old are you? I'm 30. Yeah. So, I mean, you're still quite young, you know? Yeah. I know. Oh, my gosh. Um, Look, I, 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 like, surely, (laughs) surely. Yeah, it's not a no. It's not a no. I I just, like, yeah, as you said, like, I'm only 30. I've got a good, like, Mm. I feel like once I'm 40, I'll be like, I am clear, I am done. Yeah. Um. I think that, you know, our goal would be to <laughs> essentially like what Zach says to me, he's like, as long as we have our land and like we're, we're on our land, we're situated, like I'm, we'll just, whatever, we can have as many babies as you want. Perfect. Dangerous um, thing to say though, Zach. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's so funny because I'll just, I'll have, I'll share this, I'll share this part of it because I'm sure some women will appreciate it. Like it's happened every single time that we've had a baby. So It'll be like two, three, maybe four days after we've had a baby and someone will be over. So um, this time it was Liv was over to help with a few things around the house and she she dropped off some groceries for us. And we're all just like sitting around the living room and no one's really saying anything in particular. And then all of a sudden Zach will just, <laughs> Zach will just be like, <laughs> he'll just like chuckle to himself and be like, well, I guess we're having another one and like me and Liv just turn and we're like, it's like he just has this moment of deep surrender because he just realises that it's not the last time that we're going to have another baby. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's so funny. Honestly, it's happened every single time and I um, I just have to laugh because I'm like as hard as that pregnancy was, I just, I just love it. I love this phase of life so much and it's kind of hard for me to believe that Alfie would be the last baby that I ever do it with you know yeah yeah so we'll see yeah love that answer I do I do obviously since he was born I think about the pregnancy that I had with Alfie and I'm like gosh like that was that was that was intense like that was a big time um and at the same time I'm like every pregnancy is so different yeah and even every birth is different you know that's right. And then postpartum is so different. I wouldn't want to walk into it. And it's funny because I had like that difficult postpartum, which was due to like other reasons with Oki. And, but I'd always had these really blissful experiences within pregnancy and, um, you know, like having people around you, of course, that have like different um, experiences with pregnancy 
And I'd be like, I just don't get it because I like my pregnancy is great. And now I feel like I can relate so much more yeah. to those to yeah. those women. So and it just makes us so much so much stronger. Like, of course, we can handle handle anything that comes our way. And oh, I'm sure that the lessons from his pregnancy will keep showing up as time goes on. Yeah, of course. So looking at your entire journey, what would be your key piece of advice for any expectant mothers? Oh, gosh. I think my key piece of advice for any woman ever is just to um, to cancel out all the noise and to trust yourself and to trust your intuition and your instinct because it's not wrong. It's never wrong. And I think that that – like I have shivers as I'm saying it because it's just something that we've come – so far from and particularly in pregnancy and birth and and even postpartum and and raising our babies like we're just you know we've come such a long way and um I just think that if we can lean into that trust within ourselves and that we know what's best and not the monitors and not the doctors and all of that like it it you know, it just creates so much, a much more easeful um, experience for, for you and for yourself and for your baby and for your family, um, but, but, but mainly for yourself. So I think that that would be what I'd want to say. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, you are a true inspiration, Natalie. You know, I have so much love for you. Thank you for once again bringing all your wisdom and knowledge to us. Thank you so much for having me, Sky. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Natalie radiates big, wise woman energy despite only being 30 years young. Her insights and experiences in the birth and motherhood realm are truly inspirational and eye-opening. So if you are looking for a daily dose of motivation and insights into this beautiful season of motherhood, be sure to check out Natalie's Instagram page where you will find inspiring content filled with wisdom, encouragement, and a heart perspective on the joys and challenges of being a mother. She also, like me, is very passionate about educating women around undisturbed physiological birth and has incredible offerings coming up that are bound to provide you with valuable knowledge. If you are curious to hear more about Natalie's previous birth stories, all of those links are in the show notes. These stories are incredibly powerful and offer a deeper understanding of her entire journey. Before we wrap up, we would love to ask for your support. If you have enjoyed this episode and found it valuable, we kindly ask that you take a moment to leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback helps us to reach more listeners and continue to bring you these stories each week. Thank you all so much for listening. I will see you all next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Bye.